0: Hi everyone, Charles here from the GHFC with podcast number 30. Today I'm going to be sharing with you the sixth story in our series of ten, each one representing the career path taken by fellow students having completed their initial tertiary qualifications in quarry engineering way back in the early 1980s. Now it's important that I point out that these reflections simply serve as a point of reference for everyone, not just those in the engineering sector. So as to fully appreciate that although you may embark on a set career path in your late teens or early twenties, it does not have to be life defining. What is most important is the ability for you to take stock of where you're at, ask yourself, are you being fulfilled, then make the necessary adjustments to suit. That is exactly what these 10 people did. And as you'll see, life has worked out pretty well for them all. So previously, we've heard from Andrew in Devon, Andy in Northumberland, Bernie in North Wales, Charlie from Berkshire and Chris from Cornwall. Well, in today's podcast, we'll hear from Ian in Yorkshire, who, for narration purposes, you can imagine sounds similar to Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear fame albeit more of a baritone. Born in Huddersfield, lived in Halifax, and subsequently to spend 37 years working for a Halifax-based PLC, despite having spells living in Lancashire, I still consider myself to be a Yorkshire lad. Having become disillusioned with a mechanical engineering degree course at Huddersfield University, I felt I needed to switch courses and was persuaded by my father to join the DDQ course that would have the benefit of a final year to gain a BSc in mining engineering at Leeds University. The persuasion was assisted by a sponsorship from Marshalls PLC, the Building Materials Group, now as the DDQ benefited from its students having experiencing in quarrying, I arranged to spend 12 weeks, unpaid, working at Redlands Dry Rig Quarry in Settle, North Yorkshire, prior to starting the DDQ course. Now, I must admit, I was already a fan of the huge processing and mobile plant equipment found in quarries. And as a 16th birthday treat, was given tuition on how to drive a Terex R17 dump truck with a manual crash gearbox and an exhaust brake. Wow, that did make the teeth rattle. Within the first two weeks of working at Dry Rig Quarry, the lads had gone on strike and were barricading the entrance due to a dispute over the bonus scheme following the introduction of a new plant installation needed as a result of a recent fire. The area at the time, sorry, the area director at the time uh, was a guy called George Philipson who sub- subsequently went on to hold some senior positions at a number of quarrying companies. My first introduction to the challenges of industrial relations and HR matters before I'd even got to High Melton. At High Melton, the course, the tutors, the lads uh, on the course were all great. I had a brilliant three years and met friends for life. I learned a lot about stuff that I subsequently used in quarrying. Uh, Well, apart from the thermodynamics and the fluid mechanics, uh, I had never seen anyone open their throat and down a pint in two seconds. Wow, Bernie, you're a star. At the end of the three years, I was also offered a place on the final year at Leeds University. However, the CEO, Keith Marshall, who had so kindly sponsored me said, it's about time you started working, lad. Initially, I worked for six months at Moor and Fletcher Bank Quarries near Ramsbottom as an assistant quarry manager. At age 23, I was offered the position as quarry manager at Stainton Quarry Maltby, It meant moving away from home, buying a house and settling down to a working life saddled with debt. I must admit, I did deliberate for a week or so. I mean, the choice was either that or stay at home, paying nothing for housekeeping, spending all my hard-earned, enjoying myself with the guys I knew and played rugby with. Would you believe I bought a small cottage in the village of Cadeby where we used to frequent the Cadeby Inn as students whilst at High Melton? Oh boy. Well, there comes a time in life when you have to make choices, knowing you are doing it for your long-term career development, and this was such a time. I took over as quarry manager at Stainton from a guy who was retiring six months later, and within a further six months, Um, the concrete products manager had chronic arthritis, so I was asked to take over that responsibility too. Then it seemed every six to 12 months, another new additional responsibility came my way. I grabbed them with open arms and worked hard to understand and develop long-term improvement strategies. Within the Marshalls Group, these additional responsibilities were all building products manufacturing units at Mansfield, Canuck, Sawley, Eaglescliff and more. Subsequently I was appointed as Group Operations Director being based in Halifax. While these appointments were primarily for building products manufacture I still had a strong connection to minerals and the quarrying industry. In 2006 I was appointed as Managing Director of Marshalls Mineral Products a division of the Marshalls main company. My brief was to significantly expand this area of the business with strategic acquisitions within natural stone, paving, walling and masonry, in addition to quarries that could supply a proportion of the aggregate consumption for concrete product manufacture. And Around that time I met with John Myers whose family owned a number of building products businesses and we discussed forming what became the Dimension Stone Group, under the Mineral Products Association. Initially, John chaired the group and subsequently, so did I. This group helped bring a formality and an improved health and safety culture to those businesses. In 2008, after several acquisitions, we hit the recession that stifled the capital expansion some of these businesses needed. Three years later, we sold a number of these acquisitions to Breeden. At that point, I knew I needed a change of direction in my career. In 2015, I was appointed Managing Director of a PVCU window and door manufacturing company and then a year later, Managing Director of a timber sash window repair and installation company. Now, I'm semi-retired, doing some business development consultancy but mostly enjoying life. Okay, there we have it. That's Ian's uh, recollection of the past 40 years and what a busy guy he has been. All those managing directorships, wow. Anyway, I hope you've engaged some insights and added value from uh, Ian and our previous five contributors' experiences. And always many, many thanks for taking the time to listen. Our next story being our seventh uh, will be from Malcolm in Bonnie Scotland, and that will follow shortly. In the meantime, should you or someone, you know, be show signs, showing signs of anxiety, then please do contact or at least have a look at the websites of the following organizations. Uh, the Black Dog Institute, Beyond Blue, Gotcha for Life, Lifeline, Sane Australia. Are you okay? Or Headspace. Until next time, Do stay mentally well. All the best. Charles at the GHFC.